Where's Agent Barton? Hawk. Up in his nest as usual. Multiverse Monologues presents... Have a bow and arrow. None of this makes sense. I'm making up for some lost time. Marvel's Hawkeye After Show. This is some Christmas. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Multiverse Monologues. This one is going to be the pretty much end of the year uh, podcast before uh, the new year 2022. And today we're going to be talking about Hawkeye Episode 6. I am your host, Ben Rayside. I'm Ethan Wetzloff. Yeah, and uh, we're going to get into Episode 6, the season finale of Hawkeye. Yes, Episode 6. So this is Christmas. And note that Ben did say the season finale because that is what Marvel put in all of their ad campaigns. They didn't say series finale. They said season finale. The only one that's coming back, I think, is Loki, right? Yeah, that's the only one confirmed right now for season two. Because I don't... What If is kind of slated at this point, but it's not not been confirmed that What If is getting a season two yet. I think it is. I would think so, but it hasn't been confirmed. So at this point, Loki is the only season... Uh, that is being renewed, pretty much. But yeah, so this is Christmas. Yeah. And I, uh, I had one problem with it, but it was overall like a pretty. I think I'm just grumpy. Okay. I'm, I'm a little grouchy. I think with this episode, okay. I I need to rewatch it because there is a lot of good in it. I was just, it left a bad taste in my mouth, and I've seen it go both ways. This episode, like. A lot of people love this episode, and a lot of people hate this episode. Well, they don't hate it. It's just it left a bad taste in their mouth. But I, I, I would give it a mixed review, and it kind of made me look at the whole season and kind of, you know, reassess how I thought of Hawkeye as a TV show. Okay, but yeah, we'll, we'll get into that one uh, more into the review. But what yeah, did you so think about it? I, I enjoyed this episode. I woke up uh, Wednesday morning before work, sat down, watched it. Boom, Wilson Fisk is on my TV screen. Overjoyed to see that. Yep, agreed. Finished the episode, really enjoyed it. Looked at IMDb. It was a 9.6, the episode. Really? And I'm like, oh, right on. That's what I thought. That's that's how I do. This is my favorite episode of the show. Come home from ah. work, it's an 8.1. So during the day of work, it went from, uh, you know, two points. Lost basically two whole points. Yeah, wow. So... Yeah, unbeknownst to me, but people didn't like this. I like this, so. Listen, there's a lot of good in the episode, and I wouldn't say I hate it. It's just there was a couple things that I thought they could have done better, and my main issue was with Kingpin. Hmm. I didn't. I just I didn't like how they handled Kingpin, and most people, especially if you haven't seen Daredevil. I think would be fine with this portrayal of him. But I don't... Going into this, I wanted to see the same Kingpin that I saw in the three seasons of Daredevil. And I didn't see that. Hmm. I saw a man who does not have all of his facilities together. I saw a man who literally goes down and fights battles himself. I didn't want to see... like. That's not the kingpin I'm used to seeing. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's what they're trying to go for. Maybe kingpin has been affected by the blip. Maybe his crime organization is not there. But the fact that he goes down and fights Kate Bishop is a little strange to me. Like, the only fight he ever has in Daredevil is with Daredevil. Yeah. And that's uh-huh. at the season finale. And it's with the major character. Now, Kate Bishop is the a, a major character. And she beats him, Kingpin. And I just, I was sitting there, I was like, this, I don't know. I don't like how this 22-year-old girl can sit there and go beat Kingpin, this guy who is just a brutal guy in the Daredevil series. And if this is the Kingpin that we're going to be getting from here on out, I don't know if I'm going to be as happy. Now, we're, he's going to be developed with new showrunners in other shows. Where he, I mean, he's going to come back. He's not dead. Spoilers for this episode, by the way. I mean, I don't think we've gone into anything too serious. But spoilers for this episode. Mm-hmm. At the very end, he gets shot by mm-hmm. Echo. 
Now, guaranteed he's not dead because the camera pans away. We all know that. So he's going to be back at some point. But I don't know. I just It didn't leave a good taste in my mouth. I mean, what did you think? Because you've seen Daredevil. Yeah, I was just so excited to see Vincent D'Onofrio reprise his role. And just his line delivery, I thought, was on point right out of the Daredevil show. You know, I think your biggest complaint is that Kate... I think it is a little strange that he's down there fighting the battle. You know, he but sends he his guys to do that. All the tracksuit mafia is out doing who knows what, and he's just really PO'd at Eleanor. I think it might be something he would handle himself if the tracksuits failed to do it, which they did. She was making an escape. He wanted to be like, no, you're not getting out of here. And to be fair, Kate doesn't beat him in a fist fight. Kent or Kate causes all the trick arrows to explode right underneath Kingpin's feet. Yeah. It's not like, because Kingpin is throwing her around like a rag doll. Yes. Like, <laughs> hilariously, ch- chucking her around this department store. And, I don't know, he just felt really big and bad to me. But I, I, that makes sense that, it. I don't know. It just but, didn't leave... The taste that I wanted Kingpin to leave in, like in my mind. Yeah. I wanted to see a higher up. Like I wouldn't even. I would have rather saw him not fight, like at all, and mm-hmm. just presided over things. And at the very end of the episode, it pans up to a building, and he's like, you know, we have work to do, or yeah, like, okay, or something like that. You know. So and then it's like, okay, he's clearly in charge, and the tracksuit mafia failed him. Now they're gonna have to deal with a big problem. And there's a rumored post credit scene, and that was one of my yes. That was one of my complaints, and I've seen that go both ways. Johnny, he loved the post credit yeah, scene. Did he? With the whole movie theater, like a lot of people like it, and I a lot of people hate it. I was hoping for something. I, I don't think it's wrong to hope for something to uh, hope for some setup yeah. for the future. I think a lot of MCU projects deliver on that. And I think, especially after No Way Home, I was expecting something to happen. I was not expecting to see Spider-Man. I don't think Sony was gonna, Marvel was gonna waste their chance at having Spider-Man just appear in this episode. I don't think so. I wasn't expecting Spider-Man. I was not expecting Daredevil to appear in this episode. But I was hoping for some little thing at the end. And apparently, the rumored post-credit scene that didn't happen—that's the post credit scene that i would have wanted yeah because it would have tied up like you have kingpin up in his up in his building and he's like okay we have work to do and then you have the post credit scene this post credit scene was leaked and didn't happen but it was rumored they were thinking about it and it's a scene where hawkeye sends the sword of ronin uh up to kingpin's office which and it has a message like do not come after my family and i think it would have capped it all off really well like Kingpin probably would not have done that. You know, Hawkeye's not going to stay in New York City. He's with his family. I don't I don't think I mean that's another thing. Hawkeye's future. We'll talk about that anyway anyway afterwards. But yes, I did have a little bit of an issue with Kingpin in this episode. Okay, yeah. And, and then the post-credit scene, I was hoping for something and I just got 3 minutes of a uh, musical. <laughs> and I I really I'm not the I biggest can fan do of this song. I, I, yeah, I don't, I, I don't no, know. I definitely fast forward to the post credit scene. I was like, all right, what what little tidbit are they right. going to give me? I, I'm not disappointed with it. I think it's hilarious that they released the whole clip of that. But it definitely could have been a YouTube clip they released on the side if they wanted to give this to us. Right. Or at least put Yelena in the crowd watching the play crying or something, just something to yes. add to it a little more. Just, I don't know. It, it was fine. I'm not mad about it. I can't take credit for this one, but I saw a, a thing on TikTok and it was like, yo, what if they panned across and they showed uh, Tom Holland just sitting in the theater by himself <laughs> alone as Spider-Man, just watching the play and as like, Spider-Man, <laughs> not as Spider-Man, but like you could have him just in the theater yeah. and him crying. Like, I didn't think it was going to happen, but I just thought that would have been funny if it did. What, you know? what would he be crying about? Well, because he's by himself on Christmas, and he's, he's, he's looking at a play Is of the all theater the empty, and it's just him in there? No, it's, it's, it's full it would be with a bunch of people, but he would be sitting there he's like, just in there crying. none of these people remember me, you know? <laughs> uh, but it, whatever. It is what it is. What it is. 
the post credit scene I'm not too angry about. I just I don't want that kingpin to be what okay. we get. Yeah. But I apparently this is the same kingpin. That is confirmed, apparently. This is the same kingpin as the Netflix one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. They made this kingpin so freakishly strong. He got hit by a car. Well, good. <laughs> uh, that, that's, that's good stuff. That's good stuff. <laughs> I, I, I am okay with that. But He's got, he's got to have a, so, the super soldier serum now or something. He's, I know, right? He took an arrow to the chest. <laughs> get, that, get that crap out of here. I know. When she shot him, I was like, oh, no way. <laughs> And they just took it off. I was like, he's got to have a bulletproof vest on or something. Yeah. I was surprised at how strong he was. I will say, though, it is cool seeing Vincent D'Onofrio back. Like, See, that, was, that, that was mainly my thing is, dude, we have him back. Right. He's maybe slightly different than he was on Daredevil. But it's better than not getting him back at all. Yeah. It's not like they change his character so drastically. No. and they. And it's they just that didn't. I think your main problem is that he had too much screen time is that what you're saying i don't like how they used his screen time okay as yeah. in like i don't think he should be out on the ground fighting doing his people. dirty work you know like yeah. he has people to do yep. his dirty no work yeah for him, that makes know? sense that's always been consistent with who he is i i still think well though, we we also don't know who this kingpin is that's true this is our first time meeting kingpin with a cane yeah. and with hawaiian shirt and i will say <laughs> Though they introduce Kingpin the same way that they introduce Daredevil, and it's him walking a pan up of him walking with a cane, just yeah. like how they introduced Daredevil, yeah. uh-huh. which is really epic, I think. So clearly they had that sort of planned out or whatever. But I am interested to see where these characters will appear next because in the comics, Kingpin is shot by Echo, mm-hmm. and he goes and gets surgery. He's blind for a little while, but he goes and gets surgery, and then he's fine afterwards. So. He will be back. So I do think a lot of this episode, all the Kingpin stuff and all the Maya stuff, is just all set up for the Echo series. I think so, too. Which I have no problem with because what I wanted them to wrap up was Clint's story in this. And I think they did. But there's debate on that, and we'll talk about that as we go on. Yeah. But yeah, we know what we thought of this episode. What do you think Ron Tomatoes thought of this episode? Oh, that's a good question. Um, What would... I'm going to say that they gave it a an 86. Okay. So Ron Tomatoes has episode 6 of Hawkeye at 100% fresh on Ron Tomatoes. What? Yeah. So that's pretty surprising. And that brings the entire series of Hawkeye to 92% fresh. Wow. And like we've talked about before, Ron Tomatoes wow. is very... <laughs> They have a thumbs up. They have a thumbs down mentality with their reviews. Yeah. So that just means no one hated this finale. None of their reviewers did. Huh. But where things get more hands-on and more accurate are in the IMDb reviews. So IMDb. Yep. What do you think IMDb gave this episode of Hawkeye? Well, you said it was at an 8.1 the night after you checked it. So I'm going to say a 7.6. Okay, yeah. Right now. It is a 8.1 still. It's still an 8.1. Yes. Okay, I got gotcha. you. Yes. Okay. And so... that brings the series score to a 7.9. So the entire Hawkeye series is a 7.9. Honestly, nine. that's a that's an honestly a solid rating. That's how I would rate this show, honestly. Maybe a little bit less. Because that's what really got me thinking. And we're going to go over Disney Plus shows at the end of this, but... It really did get me thinking about Hawkeye as a whole, as a series, and I kind of reevaluated my thought process. And maybe I'm wrong, but uh, we'll kind of reevaluate at the end here. But let's let's get into the episode. All right, yeah. So this ep- episode opens up right where last week's left off. Kingpin and Eleanor talk about how they've had a good relationship, and in this scene, they really do a good job at showing Kingpin's size, the way that the camera yeah. shoots it is it's always at these funny angles, and it makes him look huge. He looks significantly larger than Eleanor in every shot in the scene. Where were they meeting? It looked like they were meeting in like, like, a, like a pawn shop or like a fish shop. It was kind of <laughs> I think, down. I have no idea. It was kind of weird. Online like, it said Kingpin's office, but... Is Kingpin's office like <laughs> in a rinky-dink like at frontier may, store? So the- maybe we get to see... Kingpin rise to power in the MCU. 
Maybe he doesn't have that power yet. He's like just he getting did. there. Okay. Yeah. Because when we see his journey begin in Daredevil, he's up top. Right. We don't know where he is right now. I, and it's not confirmed that it's the same yeah. Kingpin. I think Vin, I thought it was. Vincent D'Onofrio was told to play the character the same. Oh, okay. They didn't confirm it was the same character. Okay, I must have I must have just thought that then. Okay, I gotcha. So yeah, Kingpin and Eleanor talk, and it is revealed that Eleanor started working for Fist because her husband owed him a ton of money. And she murdered Armand at Fist's request. She tells Kingpin that she wants to end their arrangement because of Kate's growing involvement and threatens him with her insurance policy. Uh, yeah, I did like that because she she was... I guess I expected her to be a really evil character like at the very end. But you have this character who is in debt. And that's pretty much it, you know? She's willing to do everything to get out of debt to help her daughter, you know? In a way, it kind of makes her a sympathetic character. She's really not that much of an evil person, kind of like Kingpin is. She's just trying to get out of debt. I did like that, you know? It, I didn't want Eleanor to be this evil person. Yeah. I, yeah, I don't know. It, yeah. I thought Sorry, that, I, thought, I zoned out there for a second. No, right yeah, there. I thought that was a good. I I thought that was a but, good. But dude, when she was saying that, I'm like, oh, do you know who you're talking to? You have an insurance policy against Kingpin. Yeah, I don't think so, Eleanor. Yeah, <laughs> there's no getting out of this life. Yeah, definitely not. And then from that scene, we cut to Clint and Kate watching this video, mm. and Kate is very distraught and upset because of what is revealed about her mother. I mean, it's a horrible thing to see that your mother has been in all this stuff that she hired Yelena, that she's working mm -hmm. with the big guy that Clint's been afraid of this whole time. And then this scene is when Clint and Kate really become one. Kate says, or Clint says for the first time, you're my partner. Yep. Your mess is my mess. And it's very nice to see. I like, I really like that moment. It is a good moment. And it really just, for me, that's what I felt like this whole show was building to was their partnership and Clint's acceptance of it, or at least part of what it was building to. Mm -hmm. I do like how at the end they're together. He brings her for Christmas. Yeah. Like that was a good, nice end cap off. And yeah, Hawkeye gets home for Christmas, which is nice. We'll get to that though. Yeah. And then from that scene, we cut back to Fisk and Maya. Maya approaches Fisk and tells him that she wants a break. And that she just needs some time off, some time away from doing what has been going on. Okay, so this this was a little bit of an issue for me. Because having this many characters who they need to develop or have already developed and are continuing their story in one show, case in point, Yelena, Echo, Kingpin, they're bringing in all of these characters. They also need to have a Kate Bishop. They've done enough for Kate Bishop, I think. I think her character is... Uh, she's earned my respect, but I think Maya's story kind of got sidelined after the third episode mm -hmm. where it really delves into her backstory and everything. She gets a few scenes, but I felt like it should have been, there should have been more focus onto that storyline because she has the one scene where she's talking to the one guy, Hey, why weren't you there that night? And then the next scene we get her in is, Hey, I need some time off. What the heck is going on here? I just wish we could see a little bit more of her. But we are going to see more of her because yeah. she's getting her own uh -huh. show. I just wish there was more of it in this show. Yeah, and th that's how I see it, though, is that little bit in episode three was to show us how interesting this character is and intrigue us to go watch the Echo show. Okay. Because I'm so much more intrigued to watch that show now after already meeting the character. This is true. And knowing part of her story. So, yeah, then Maya leaves... And Fisk talks to Kazi. And Fisk is very frustrated at the whole situation. He's frustrated at Eleanor. He's frustrated at Ronan. He's frustrated at Maya. And this is like my favorite delivery. Yeah. Of, no, this was good. Of when Fisk says, The people need to be reminded that this city belongs to me. Yes. Okay. And a very Vincent D'Onofrio, Daredevil esque delivery, which just brought me right back into that. I was like, That. 
I just love this episode because we just got Vincent D'Onofrio back. Yeah. It was just great. And yeah, what do you got? Seen everyone online who just started Daredevil because of No Way Home and Hawkeye is it? It just warms my heart because now everyone's gonna get to see like this great show. I was looking at this. I was looking at this TikTok thread, and there was this guy who was like, "You know what? I don't really think there's a lot of discord." In Daredevil, you know how there's all these debates online about Spider-Man and Batman and the Avengers yeah. and who's better and who's better. And he was like, you know what? I think the Daredevil fandom is like united in mm-hmm. every opinion. Yep. And I was looking through the comment section and everything everyone said was just, yeah, no, this was good. Yeah, this was good. And then everyone was like, yep, I agree. I agree. I agree. <laughs> like there's no discourse. Everyone just knows that Daredevil is a great show. It is the single most perfect thing Marvel has produced. It really is. And I'm I'm so happy that I got you to jump on it. A yes, right before ago. all this happened, yeah. I'm so happy. <laughs> you're like, because now you have that belt on. You're like, man, I was, I was there before it was cool. I absolutely. <laughs> but actually, Ben, I was there while they were still dropping seasons. When that's, I remember yeah. when season two dropped. I was like, heck yeah. Season three dropped. I was like, oh yeah. It was like it was so cool. And then <sighs> when they announced the cancel. They canceled the show. That was a terrible day. See, I can relate to that, though, because <laughs> of Clone Wars. Yeah. Like, Everything goes back to Clone Wars. Hey, come on. Of course. All right. From that scene, we cut to Clint and Kate in a subway. Clint and Kate need to form a plan. And Clint admits that he has the ability to make more trick arrows. Yes. <laughs> I That whole... I love that, because that's just literally straight from the comics. All their trick arrows, I love it. That's and it was very uh, Home Alone-esque. Where they have their montage going and they're yeah, yeah. booby-trapping all the arrows. And Kate's like, oh, what, what should I name this one? He's like, <laughs> oh, that one's way too dangerous. Yeah, in that scene, we can see an airbag arrow, an icebreaker arrow, flash bomb arrows, freeze arrows, Pimtech arrows, and Stark Tech arrows. They were like, all right, let's just, <laughs> let's just Batman Hawkeye up. You know? Let's just give up everything <laughs> yeah, right. we got. And then in this, uh, in the midst of the montage, Clint leans to Kay and he's, he says, you know, you don't have to do this. It's part of the job. It's always inconvenient. It's lonely. You will get hurt. Heroes have to make some tough decisions. So if you're going to do this, I just want to know you're ready. Mm. And then Kay responds with, which what I was waiting for the whole show, is she finally tells him about how she saved her life. She says... When I was younger, aliens invaded, and I was alone, and I was terrified. But then I saw you fighting aliens with a stick and a string. I saw you jump from a building, even though you can't fly, even though you don't have superpowers. And I thought, if he could do that, then I didn't have to be scared. You show me that being a hero isn't just for people who can fly or shoot lasers out of their hands. It's for anyone who's brave enough to do what's right, no matter the cost. I'm ready. That's so good I, stuff. I know. Man. that That's one of my favorite parts of this episode. And why? Just because when Hawkeye, what Hawkeye has delivered on for me are the character moments. Mm. Thick and thin, I think the character moments and the character development between characters has just been great this whole show. And then after that, we cut to the scene of everyone arising, arriving at the party. You see Kazi in position in the building. You see the tracksuit mafia on their way. And then you see Clint and Kate approaching the building. I did like, no, I like that whole sequence. If you have more in that hotel, do that first. But I do want to say something. Uh, I mean, we, the whole, basically the rest of the episode takes place at the hotel. So if you got something to say. Oh, I just I liked how they had everyone in position, but my favorite thing about it was the they had the LARPers. Yes, the LARPers. They, they were yeah. each positioned in there, and I was like, "This is so cool." I just is it okay? Like, is this like ethical for these heroes to have these like <laughs> normal people pretty much like working for them? Like, I know the LARPers are going to be all into it because they they uh, do this every day for practice, but. Is this like ethical? I didn't really worry about that, but I was like, "Geez, they're recruiting citizens now." I I still liked it. I know I liked that they brought, they kept that friendship throughout the whole show. Yeah, is with the Larpers because when they first introduce them, you're like, "All right, this is a crazy one-off group of people," but then they make them intricate to this whole show, and 
they use him in this final battle, which is really cool. I certainly did not expect that. And then some other notable people at the party are we see Jack Duquesne mm. out of prison with a sword. Yo, at the party. wait, I totally forgot about <laughs> Jack. No, okay, he was like part of one of my favorite parts of this episode. I love seeing him like take down guys, especially when he was on the street. Dude's just walking around the party with his big machete hanging out. Dude, his mustache is like. I don't think we've given enough credit to that thing. That's beautiful. <laughs> if I could have a mustache, that was that would be the mustache I could have. I don't know if you see this online, but who who's that kid that Jack talks to at the party? Is he I thought, important at all? First of first off, I thought that was straight up Kingpin's son. Oh, you did? I like straight because I he I forget what he says. Oh, I wish I had the line. He's like. Careful what you say. I'm gonna own this place one day. He implies like that, that he is the son of someone powerful. Yes, and so that's why my mind immediately went to Kingpin. I was like, "Yo, did Kingpin and Vanessa have a kid?" Yeah. Who and knows if I don't know. Even they exists, bring but they bring him back later in the episode too when they drag him out of the building. So they gave this little kid two instances in the episode, and it really I didn't find out who he was but it really made me question did you who look it up on the internet i'm here hold up i'm looking it up right now no i didn't like directly look it up but i know that all the reviewers i looked at they didn't say anything about him did you watch uh eric Voss's video <laughs> no i don't think i did i didn't get around to I it. i didn't watch it either really shoot we're, we haven't <laughs> we haven't done our research from the guy who does we're, the research we're not prepared man <laughs> no without christmas and everything i didn't have time to watch eric Voss. But yeah, some other notable people at this party are Yelena. We see her show up with very stylish hair, if I have to say so she myself. I don't good. know how to braid hair, but that does not look easy. She had the purple lip. <laughs> uh, what do you call it? Lipstick. Yes. <laughs> no, they're okay. Wait, 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 wait. Their whole thing in the theater in the hotel was epic. Yeah. When she was when they were going throughout the uh, uh, fighting throughout the hotel, and then when she was in the um, the elevator, <laughs> and they were fighting over, and then she like they look at each other and they stop, and then she turns around and clicks all the buttons <laughs> so that she can't go on the right one, and then when she hits Yelena, and she was like, "What was that? What are you doing?" She was like, "Wait, I, I'm sorry." It I I thought their banter was epic. You know what? <laughs> okay. <laughs> I do like this episode. I think I was just grouchy because I was expecting Kingpin to be better than how I was expecting him. There was a lot of good to this episode. Yeah, so... Uh, yeah, we see Eleanor arrive at the party. And then Kate goes and confronts her mom. And then Eleanor assures Kate that she has everything under control. And then we cut to Clint and one of the LARPers. And then, boom, Kazi is sniping through the building. Yeah, <laughs> Kazi sucks at sniping, dude. <laughs> he has a laser eye. <laughs> I think he was the least interesting character in the show, and I would not be mad if we never see him again. <laughs> yeah, well, his ending's up in the air. Who knows if he died or not? <laughs> Honestly, I don't really care. <laughs> yeah, so chaos ensues once uh, Kazi starts firing into the building. People running everywhere. Just... Total chaos. And then Kate notices Yelena following Clint. So then, of course, we get to the elevator scene. Mm -hmm. And then we get the fight through the office building as it pans from room to room. And there, Kate is doing her best to try to stop Yelena. I'm going to have to nitpick here for a second. Because yeah, I well, remember got... specifically a scene. The action in this has been on and off for me. There's been some really good stuff, and there's been some really, I don't know, it's, it's been a little glossy, because there was a, there's a scene where Hawkeye's taken on the tracksuit, and he he throws, I, I remember this because we rewound it to watch it again, he throws a punch, and he clearly misses yes, the guy. Yes, no. And, but they don't, they, they have the sound effect and everything, like he did punch <laughs> the guy, but I was like, all right, come on. This is a Marvel Studios who, who did that? show. Clint? Yeah, Clint threw the punch what? at the guy. So there's like, a oh. scene on the ice rink, too, where it's actually slowed down for us. But Clint has his bow, and he's swinging at some dudes. He doesn't... 
He doesn't even get close to hitting two of them and yes. they fall over. Yes, I I remember I remember that too. But I remember one scene in the hotel and he punches the guy and it clearly does not hit. And I was like, come on, this is Marvel Studios. You gotta at least get this right. Bro. Yeah, I know. It's that's annoying, but it's not like that's just a nitpick, like I said. Like I wasn't watching the show for the crazy action sequences. No. But they were definitely a benefit, and when they executed them right, they were good. Yes. So yeah, then end of that fight. Kate goes, oh, stop making me like you. Yes. And Elena goes, I'm sorry, I can't help it. <laughs> I think that's a moment to the fans. Everyone who watched Black Widow, she was definitely the best part of that movie. Yeah. I mean, I don't huh. think anyone hates Yelena. No. And then suddenly, Yelena, Batman's out of the building. <laughs> Which worked for me. Is that the last time we see her in the episode no she has a whole fight with clint on the ice rink oh wait i forgot about yeah literally the most emotional scene <laughs> in the show never mind <laughs> whoops it listen it's been about a week okay yeah yelena batman's out of the building with it which i thought was very cool and yep. very adam west-esque batman <laughs> just I filmed a little better and that which i thought was ridiculous is kate follows her down the trapeze zipline thing yes i don't know no, what she that, uses I to do zipline down there that was a little weird i think she has like a shoelace or something i don't <laughs> whatever stretch <laughs> and then she lands and then <laughs> my favorite people show up the tracksuit mafia look it's Kate bishop bro yeah yeah <laughs> come yep. running after her and then boom it's revealed jack is down there too Slashing yes. people with his sword. Okay, come on. You can't <laughs> not like Jack Duquesne after this, man. He was just he was just a stepdad who wanted to be good, like you said. And he's a beast with sword fighting skills. <laughs> so yeah, we got Clint, Yelena, or not Clint. We got Kate, Yelena, and Jack and all the Tracksuit Mafias down low. But then we still got Clint up in the building being chased by another gang of tracksuits. He has a quick fight with Kazi. And then he jumps out the window and lands in a tree. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, right. He gets stuck like way up high. Yeah, in the Rockefeller tree. And this is another shot. So the kid and this owl in this tree, I think they focus a lot of time on this owl, too. And I just thought it was very strange. I don't know what this owl is. I'm not remembering this. Yeah. Well, but the they owl... show the kid again? No. They show the owl in the tree. You remember the owl? I don't. Wait. In the end, the owl swoops up and takes the trusted bro, bro truck oh, yeah. up the ice rink. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. Wait, dude, those guys. <laughs> dude, I felt so bad. I legit, I was like, wait, they're, they're just gone now? They're a little pim truck and they're going to be eaten by owls? <laughs> That's so, like, dark. But I was laughing at it, so I didn't care. But I was like, yo, What? That was that was a little know, that, crazy. They're like, Kate's like, oh, what do we do now? And then the owl like just takes the truck away. It's like, oh crap. <laughs> yeah. So then we got Clint in the tree, and then we cut back to the ground, where the Larpers give Maya her gear, and then the Larpers look at each other and say, "It's time." Then we cut to Maya, Maya in her apartment as she packs some things and looks at a picture of her father which I believe is the moment that she decides to go back and fight Kazi mm. and the other tracksuit mafia and confront Kingpin because of what Rose happened with her dad. Yeah. yeah. So then uh, back in the building, more tracksuit mafia show up. Trucks load, truckloads of them trust hopping out of the trust and pro truck. And then we see the LARPers walk out of the building in their full LARPing gear, which... Yeah, what do you got to say? Music was epic. Was it? That scene. Yeah. Yes, it was. It was very. It, they used a medieval. They used medieval themes uh, in the background, and I was living for it. I was like, this. The soundtrack of this show has not been that great. Hawkeye's theme is. It's pretty generic. Christoph Beck has done a lot of music for a lot of Marvel projects, so I think he's just he's out of music ideas at this point. I don't know why they keep bringing him back. I think he's good for what he does, but there that scene in particular, the soundtrack stood out to me. That was a good scene. Yeah, so hats off to the LARPers for having a good track. Yes. And then Clint from the tree, he sees the LARPers walk out, and he says, he laughs to himself. He goes, 
we're all going to die. <laughs> Which I, I thought Jeremy Renner has just executed all the lines he's been given yep. in this series. And whether that's humorous or serious, he's just he's done a great job. One of the th- I was listening to my boy Chris Stuckman. He reviews like everything big and and small. I really like his YouTube channel. And he reviewed Hawkeye. I was listening to it at work, and he was talking about it. And he was like, one of the things he didn't like about it was Hawkeye Hmm. and his line delivery. Really? I bring it up now because we're talking about it. In the first two episodes specifically, he says Hawkeye's line delivery, because it's so wooden, and it's almost like it feels like he doesn't want to be here and show up as an actor. He says it gets better as the show goes on, but he didn't like it Hmm. in the first two episodes because it made it looked like Jeremy Redder was not wanting to show up for this project. So that was kind of interesting to see. I did. I never thought that though. I mean, I definitely think the first two episodes are the worst too. Well, yes, I am. show just definitely gets better as it goes on. I am. Yeah. My belief is in my opinion, every episode is better than the last. Mm -hmm. Like I think the finale is by far my favorite one just because of all the fun moments they have and all the little character moments they have too it's also just, a nice hour it was, was a an good hour chunk long of time too, yeah. i was happy i had to wake that. up extra early for work to watch it but yeah, yeah me then too. i woke up at eight <laughs> instead of uh nine <laughs> i woke up at 3 30 to, oh, to watch hawkeye yeah. holy crap so if anyone was going to be disappointed with this episode it would have been me because i woke up early to watch that's it that's true but i wasn't so maybe it was distorted by your tiredness <laughs> i watched it again though Yesterday. Oh, I, really? I still liked it. Okay. All right. Hey. Yeah. I thought that. I'm like, dude, I must have been so tired if everyone else hated this episode. But no, it, everyone has different opinions. Uh, that's what it is. Absolutely. I woke up for every episode of Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> we don't know how that went. I never, I don't think I ever watched those when I wasn't tired. Yeah. All right. Then we cut back to Clint and she tells, or Clint, Kate. And she says, I'm going to get you out of that tree. And then Clint says, don't do anything stupid. And then she proceeds to shoot the support cables off the tree and then shoots the trunk with an acid arrow, which causes the tree to fall on the ice rink. Oh, no. <laughs> you think during all this, Spider-Man would be like, man, why'd that tree fall down? I better, I better go check this out. It wouldn't have been unnatural to have him there. I mean, he's got the police scanner at the end, and he's looking at everything, and he's like, all right, got to go stop this crime. It wouldn't have been unnatural to have that be why he was looking, but he didn't show up, and that's fine. I didn't expect him to. Yeah, and then uh, Clint, or Clint's on the ice rink, and Kate meets, meets him there, and then we get even more trucks showing up. We have literally hundreds of tracksuit mafia at this point. And then we get a really cool scene of Clint and Kate going crazy with the trick arrows. Yeah, that you was see, good stuff. Yeah, you see the uh, magnetic arrow go off. You see freeze arrows going off, ice rink arrows. And then you get the uh, the trust of bro guys. Just run them over, go! And they just literally, <laughs> their plan is so stupid. Yeah. They drive onto the ice rink and then... Pim Tech Arrow comes into play once again. And, yeah, the owl takes the, tr- the truck away. I still can't believe that, man. <laughs> That's a little too much. Holy crap. I feel bad for my bros. Yeah, and we also get in this scene, Clint wore the suit. Which, I mean, we all knew in all the promo pictures he was going to have his suit on. But, yeah, he had the suit on under, under his, uh, whatever, his uh, party outfit. In Phase 4, we have gotten so many comic book accurate outfits. I was hoping that he would have the purple mask. <laughs> I was so hoping that they would have made it. Because they talk, They even talked about it in past they did, episodes. Yeah. I think they that... to it. And I was like, please, please let them. That would be so cool if he had it. But it didn't. And it was fine. I mean, but his suit is like, it's not as different as... Almost any other suit. Like, that was how I would have distinguished him. Like, that's his suit. I really would have liked it if he had his suit. That's not why I dislike the episode as much as I do, which is not very much. But it's a little nitpick because I was like, dude, 
it would be so cool if he had his if he had his purple mask. Come on. Yeah. A bit. I think that's all we're getting is that tease earlier in the show where yeah. Kate draws on the napkin the mask of the H on. I think that's all we're gonna get. I was that. like, I was just hoping because they went so comic book accurate, like especially with Scarlet Witch in her show, like they gave her perfect outfits, and so I was hoping that they would give Hawkeye his comic book accurate one. But oh well, <laughs> it was not to be. <laughs> Yeah. I don't know if you could get Jeremy Renner to put that on either. Come on, man. It would have been epic. So, yeah, you got anything to add with this action sequence right here with all the arrows? Honestly, I'm forgetting a lot of it. Yeah. I really should have rewatched this episode. I apologize. <laughs> hey, no worries, man. <laughs> all right. So then we get our team splitting up. We see Kate go after Eleanor. We see Yelena meet Clint on the ice. Mm-hmm. And then we see Maya find Kazi. And then all three have their own kind of side quest battles going on at the same time. So then we see Kingpin shows up to where Eleanor is. He rips the door off the car Did like in that. some brute strength Hulk fashion. Holy cow. <laughs> For you Daredevil fans he, out there. He's got to have some sol- some super soldier serum oh, in him. Oh, he totally does. He's a B. <laughs> Did you think of the uh, scene from Daredevil? Oh, yeah. The when car, he bashed. Yep. That's how we met him. Dude. We were introduced to him with a car door. Of course. That's what I'm saying. I was like, they're not going to do it. But I was like, what if he just like ripped Eleanor? There was like. <laughs> I think it would have made a lot of little kids be sad. Yeah. Because <laughs> little kids aren't watching Daredevil. <laughs> no, but I was like, definitely not. What, what, what if? And that's also <laughs> a big complaint is with the transition is you bring. Right, him from this dark, gritty show into Disney Plus. Of course, people are going to be mad about it. It's not. We're not ever going to get that same kingpin on screen. And I think it's a mistake. I really do. I'm going to be a, a mad person. Like I'm going to be upset because that's how we got him before. I'd like to see that continued. If you're getting the same guy back, like I'd like to see the same ferocity. That's why I like Kingpin so much. Is because his act, like Vincent D'Onofrio can pull that off so well, being the brutal hulkish. Like, remember the scene in season three, the primal scream scene with him and Bullseye, and he's mm-hmm. like, "When I am upset, sometimes I just need to let out a primal scream." And then they sit there and just like sit there and like it's so intense. Like that's what I want from Daredevil, and I. Who knows if they'll keep hey, it Hey, and I do think it's way too early to start saying what the MCU's take on him is going to be. Mm. And I, we just got to see more of him. That's yeah. my opinion. See more of him in the MCU, and then we can determine whether or not we hate him or not. I'll reserve my full judgment then. <laughs> <laughs> Me as an OG Daredevil fan, way longer than Ben was, I'm just pumped to see kingpin again i am too i am too i just i just i'm a little upset of how we saw him in hawkeye all right then we get so kingpin rips the door off he's about to who knows what to eleanor i don't know probably murder her with his bare hand snap her neck or something then kate shoots him in the chest and he looks down at it snaps it out of his torso and then starts running after kate then Eleanor comes out of nowhere and hits him with a car. <laughs> that was insane. I, w- I like legitimately, I was like, whoop. I jumped where I was and I was like, whoa, holy cow. I swear if they bring Dar- Kingpin back just to kill him, I'm going to be pissed. And that's a lot of the hate with the ending too. Is uh, what, You dude, can't sit there and think that he's, not, that he's dead. Come on. You know, TV rule 101, off-screen death or off-screen if it's not an on-screen death, the character's not dead. Yeah. So people who don't know that, I'm sorry. It is a little... It would have been nice to get that end credit scene. It would have been. been nice. I'll say that. But he's not dead. We all know that. It's okay. I'd rather watch a whole three-minute play or musical. <laughs> not... Hey, that, I think that's hilarious. Riders a musical. I don't. We saw enough of it in episode I'm one. I'm so entertained by it. it I actually so was not entertained. I was kind of. I was sitting there. I was like, really? This is what this is what they're gonna do. It was like at the end of Homecoming when Captain America showed up and he was like, "Well, 
I bet you're upset that you waited for something so long and it was super disappointing or something like that. And I was like, yeah, that's how I felt in Hawkeye. I'm sorry. <laughs> to be fair, you didn't wait long. You fast forwarded through the credits. Okay, well, that is true. I didn't wait. Well, you're sitting there in anticipation. My expectations were a little bit uh, hurt, though. Yeah. I will say that. I def- that's definitely a good take on it. We all wanted some juicy tease at the next project or spider-man or something daredevil now i gotta wait now i gotta wait a week for boba fett (laughs) darn it we're so deprived of content (laughs) all right then from that scene we cut to maya fighting kazi and they have a good discussion and then maya seemingly kills kazi that's the end of kazi but we don't know i don't think we're getting him back no i just don't see him i mean maybe if Listen, if Kingpin's coming back, maybe we'll see Kazi again. You know who? You know who I was thinking of, though, in this episode when like Kazi's replacement. I was thinking of, uh, is his name Lee Wesley from Daredevil season one? Dude, Wesley was a beast. I love Wesley so much. I was just thinking of him because I was like, that is the ultimate like Kingpin henchman, man. I don't think we're gonna see Kazi again, though. I think Kingpin's gonna have like a different guy. I don't know. I definitely think they could build on that relationship in Echo, flesh it out a little more. Because from what we've seen in Hawkeye, they were good friends for a while. Or at least Kazi's been translating for Maya for who knows how long. And at least two years, he worked for her dad. So I guess there's definitely some kind of friendship or relationship there. Yeah, I guess I just don't really care if I see him again. <laughs> I guess that's where I'm at. Yeah, no, that's a good stance on it. All right, then that scene's over, and we cut back to the department store where Kingpin proceeds to toss Kate around like a rag doll. <laughs> that is true. I will say, he did go ham. <laughs> He's chucking her across the building like I'd never seen anything get chucked before. I, I don't even know. He, like a pillow or something. I was flabbergasted. <laughs> How's that for you, huh? I was flabbergasted at both Kingpin's durability and Kate Bishop's durability in uh, this scene. Because <laughs> holy crap, they both deal out some insane damage. Especially <laughs> when Kingpin gets freaking hit with a car. <laughs> holy crap. And then, yeah, Kate's getting the life beat out of her. Uh, Kingpin grabs all the arrows and snaps them, breaks them under his feet. Mm. And when all hope is lost, it's revealed that Kate has one of Kingpin's cufflinks. And she does the snap trick that she learned in episode four from Hawkeye. And she flings it at the, the pile of broken arrows. And then, boom, chain reaction, big explosion. Kingpin bounces. I don't know. Dude, <laughs> dude Kingpin, his suit was flame retardant, too. I didn't, <laughs> and that makes sense. I was I was looking at the looks and uh, on someone on TikTok was like, "Yo, why did Kingpin steal Ned's look? Ned wears that. I'm not kidding you. It looks the exact same outfit in Homecoming to the party where he's like supposed to meet with Spider Man. He wears the exact same outfit, dude. I was I was laughing. The hat so and everything. No, he's got like a cowboy hat on. That's true. Ned does, that's yeah. true. But, dude, apparently that's straight out of the comics. I didn't even know that. I've seen the comparisons online, and I'm like, that's legit the same outfit. Holy Mm -hmm. crap. And that was actually Vincent D'Onofrio. He wanted to wear that. No way. He's like, give me this Hawaiian shirt. I like it. Respect. I love that guy. I love it. Yeah, so Kingpin is KO'd, and then Kate has a nice talk with her mom. Or a nice if you want it to be conclusion i guess to eleanor's character eleanor says i'm sorry i'm so sorry baby Mm. we're gonna put all this behind us you'll see okay it will all go back to normal it's never been normal mom i think part of me has always known that honey this was just an unfortunate arrangement and it's all over killing armand hiring an assassin to kill clint framing your own fiance that's an unfortunate event yes sweetie that's how the world works i protected you from it you may not know, or you may not have known what was going on, but I did it for you. I know what it's like to have nothing, and you can't handle it. How do you know what I can handle? Ooh. Because I know you, and I know that you think that you can live life without consequences, like your father, but someone has to clean things up. Someone has to take responsibility. You're right, Mom. And then we see her get arrested. 
or mm-hmm. I think that's the next scene. But yeah, what do you what do you think of that? She is a woman who has clearly <laughs> and legitimately like lost her way. That is like that's all Eleanor's character is. You know, she had to deal with her husband's fallout with Fisk. And it's weird that they made him like I really thought they were going to make him a sympathetic character, but she's got to deal with his fallout and I like that we get the juxtaposition of both of those characters because uh, you have Kate, who is young and ambitious and clearly sees the black and white of things. And you have Eleanor, who is mixed up right in the middle and is pretty much the gray area. She's got to do the bad to have the good. And so it's a perfect relationship right there. But I like how Kate Bishop is finally grown up and she tells her mom, you don't know what I can handle. How would you know? You know, you don't even know pretty much what I'm capable of. And clearly yeah. not. Uh-huh. All she wants to do is protect her. Yeah, and she's like, I don't need protection anymore, Mom. Mm-hmm. Go to jail. And she learns, I think, from Hawkeye that you can't just run away from your consequences. As Eleanor is trying to do, you have to face them head on. And that's where she takes her lessons from Hawkeye. I love that. That's good stuff. Yeah, and then we cut back to the ice rink where Yelena and Clint have been fighting. And then it ends with Yelena had, having her gun pointed at Clint. And I don't know, you said this is your favorite part, so I don't know if you want to read that. Oh, absolutely. I have the different lines and different colors. So, Yes, so uh, Clint, Clint will whistles. He does the Black Widow whistle. And I love that. We're introduced to it in Black Widow. And she says, how do you know that? Your secret whistle with Nat. She talked about you all the time, Yelena. And she takes a step back and she lowers her gun just a little bit. And she was like, she did? What did she say? She told me about how you got separated as kids. She was flying that plane. I asked her if she was scared. All she could think about is that if you were safe. Mm. That never changed, Yelena. She loved you and always wanted you safe. And at this point, Yelena is crying because she never got to really have an ending with her sister. And this is the scene I wanted. This Mm -hmm. This was good stuff. And she says... You got so much time with her. And he says, yeah, I did. It shouldn't have gone this way. If I was there, I could have stopped it. I could, I could have changed it. And Hawkeye responds, nothing was going to stop her, Yelena. Obviously, they're referring to the scene on Vormir as Black Widow sacrifices herself. Nothing was going to stop her, Yelena. You know Natasha. She made her choice. We're going to have to find a way to live with that. And Yelena responds, I loved her so much. And Clint responds after a bit of quietness. Me too. I'm sorry. I love that. That is what I wanted to see. I wanted to see their confrontation. And Hawkeye gets to deal with his grief. And so does Yelena. I love it. I know that. It's such a good scene. And really just cements the whole series of Hawkeye. And it's really all just been a love letter to Natasha. Which I can see some pe- some people are upset with that because, oh, it's the Hawkeye show you're making about Black Widow. But, I mean, Black Widow was Clint's best friend. Yeah. Such an important part to this character. Yeah. And, of course, this loss would affect them the way that it has. And I just love that. I love this scene because he's able to, just by using his words and the whistle, mm. Yolanda goes yep. for having the gun pointed at him to them both crying together. And it's just a really powerful scene and something that we don't typically get, really. And I really enjoy it. And if we do get it, it's then proceeded immediately with a joke. Yes. So this was handled well. That's what I want, Marvel. I don't want your jokes right after emotional scenes. (laughs) And Black Widow's a great example of them doing that. Yeah. The whole whole Black Widow movie. That's a big critique I have with it. Me as well. But yeah, so after that awesome scene, we cut to Kingpin limping away from the fight with Kate. And we see Maya pull up in a van. She points a gun at him. And then the screen pans up. We hear a gunshot and a thud. And we, we all know Kingpin will be seen again. They're not bringing back Vincent D'Onofrio to reprise this role and kill him after one episode. No way. That that would be the stupidest thing 
to ever happen. So yes, we'll we'll see Kingpin again, and most likely we'll see him in the Echo series. I don't think there's much of a debate against whether or not we'll see him, but he's definitely coming back. Yeah, and then we uh, cut back to the ice rink. There's the whole aftermath of that. We have the police cleaning everything up, and we have Clint and Kate sitting in the ambulance. Clint says to Kate, I know tonight was a lot. You took on Kingpin all by yourself. Not many people walk away from something like that, and I am so proud of you. Hawkeye being the leader he needs to be and giving the pep talk to his mentee. And that was good stuff. Not only a leader, but sort of being a dad to Kate, who lost her dad all those years ago in 2012. Do you imagine that you get to you go from idolizing this guy and then legitimately getting like because you know how most like it's weird how you like we idolize people in Hollywood and everything like that, but it's like you get someone like this. You, who you idolize, and then you actually form a great relationship with them, and then you have this pep talk at the end. I'm proud of you. It's got to feel so good for Kate. It really does, and especially going from she meets him in the first episode, and now he's... Because you've, so, you've slowly seen the relationship grow, mm-hmm. and this is the climax of the relationship, is because at the beginning of this episode, he's, he admits, we're partners, your mess is my mess. And so it really just... This whole series has just been to build this relationship between Clint and Kate and show that, to show what it can be moving forward and establish Kate as a character, which I think they did really well. Mm -hmm. So then after that, we see Clint driving home for Christmas. He makes it home. He makes it back to the farm and he doesn't come alone. He brings Lucky the dog, Lucky the pizza dog who gets its name off screen. So whatever. And then Kate, Kate is home for Christmas, too. Clint kept his promise. He made it home for Christmas. That's what I wanted, mainly. I wanted him to be home for Christmas, and he was. And then we uh, see Clint give Laura the watch, mm-hmm. which I had completely forgot about. This whole finale. I was, yeah. like, I was like, oh, that watch was kind of something we were curious about. And it is revealed that she worked for S.H.I.E.L.D., and her name was Agent 19. I think that was... A plot point that I mean didn't need to be added into the show, but I think it's fun for Easter eggs. Yeah, it adds it's, intrigue to. Uh, it's Laura's interesting character. because of Agents of Shield, mm-hmm. which I guess really is non-canon at this point because there is a Mockingbird agent, a part of that. Yeah, show. people don't get that. People still get mad when Agents of Shield is shown to be non-canon, but I'm pretty sure Kevin Feige went came out a couple years ago saying it was non-canon a while ago. Yeah, so I don't know what people are still on edge about. And I mean, they were. I think it's season six of Shields. They were time traveling and stuff. They are so. big fans of the show, I guess. I never got into that show, but I watched the first few seasons, and it was pretty good. That fall of Hydra we got to see, and all right, then we see. Kate and Clint go outside, and they burn the Ronin suit. And Kate tries to give herself a new superhero nickname. Her suggestions are Lady Hawk, Hawk Eve, Hawk Shot, and Lady Arrow. And then Clint says, you know what? I actually have an idea. And then, boom, Hawkeye flashes on the screen. And that's the end of our show. I would assume he's going to just give her the name Hawkeye. Yeah. And that, he's going to retire. That's for, what's implied like, by it. Yeah. The a millionth time. Or they're both Hawkeye. The Legion of Hawkeyes. They're going to be, I, they better be back. Like Kate Bishop is at the point now where if she shows up and pops up for a cameo in another movie, I'm going to be happy to It'll see it. It'll be her. huge. Yeah. You know, like it, it's great. I love what this show has done. It yep. took this character that you weren't sold on when they, when she first appeared on screen, but now Next appearance you see her, you're going to be really pumped to see her again. So that's the goal, I guess. Yeah, that was the goal of the show. So, yeah, and then we get our end credit scene, which is uh, the most controversial part of this episode. No, it's really not. <laughs> and it's, it's just, it was just strange to me. I was hoping for something better. It's just, it made me, so this whole finale made me reevaluate how I saw the series and where I would put it on my list. And everything like that. I still don't know where I'm going to put No Way Home. I still got to see it again. But I don't know if I would... Like, I, I still... 
think Loki is better than this show. Mm-hmm. 100%. Like, I think Loki and WandaVision are better than Hawkeye. Okay, thank you. I yeah. thought I was going to like anger you by saying that WandaVision was better. I did like WandaVision yeah. better than Hawkeye. No, I agree. I'm but not that's saying just... like Hawkeye was good. It's just WandaVision and Loki were different in a way that the MCU needs to be at this point. Because the concept itself of Loki and WandaVision is enough to get me engaged. So this, if the story's there, I'm there for it. Mm-hmm. It's like the first episode of Loki, I remember like being enthralled just completely because of how weird and how new it was and how they had to explain everything with the TVA and everything like that. It was just so good. But Hawkeye is a street-level hero who is dealing with street-level thugs and his past. We've seen that before. Now they can do it well. They can tell the story well. They did tell the story well. It's just stuff we have seen before. So it's not going to have as big of an impact, whereas a show centered around sitcoms from the past decades with a weird mystery is definitely going to enthrall me mm-hmm. a lot more. And especially because we are homeschooled and we, some of these sitcoms they're referencing, we yes. actually watched. Yeah. Or at least I did. Oh, yeah. I watched a good amount of mm-hmm. them. So it was re- just really cool to see them do that and just kind of give you a walk through the history of television. Yeah. And yeah, I just, it's not that I think Hawkeye's bad in any way. No. It's just that what WandaVision and Loki did were just so next level and mm-hmm. so original in their own kind of way and so that is where you kind of look at uh, like future projects and you kind of go ahead and think okay what is going to be interesting and really going to hit me and you look at projects like moon knight completely new like that is going to be a good show i think and which may be coming sooner than we think um secret invasion that's going to be epic miss marvel we don't really know. We've seen a female superhero or wannabe superhero idolize one of the big Avengers. And she has similar powers to that Avenger. And we've seen it in Hawkeye. And we've seen those powers before. So who knows how Miss Marvel is going to shake out. Is it going to be that good? Probably not, if we're being honest. But I reserve my judgment for when that show comes out. It's just... It has to be new. It has to be different for it to be like really groundbreaking. Still better than What If, definitely better than Falcon and Winter Soldier, but it gets right down the middle for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that's not even an insult to the show. No, that's it's not. Just... It really isn't. Don't think I didn't like the show. That's not what I want you guys to come out with this at. Because t- just think about this whole year. We've got nine new Marvel projects this <laughs> entire year. Holy cow. That is the most we've ever gotten that mm-hmm. is insane yeah so we just got to appreciate that for just the amount of content we're getting i agree it's like comic books not every comic book that comes out is going to be fantastic but you're going to have another one come out in two weeks it's fine it doesn't ma- not everything has to be top notch top tier we still want those projects that are good to shine like, we don't want to get average stuff from Marvel now. And we're, we haven't been. We just got no way home. You know, they are by no means average. That movie was fantastic. So I'm fine with getting shows like Hawkeye if we're still getting these massive projects elsewhere. Yeah. It just gives them an avenue to tell different kinds of stories. Yeah. So I always look at that as when I go back and rewatch this with my kids... What am I going to be excited about to rewatch? I'm not really going to be that excited to rewatch this, you know? Mm. Like, I don't know. Like, they can, they can, I'm, ex- I'm going to be really excited to watch WandaVision and Loki, especially really WandaVision. Like, mm-hmm. I really, that is so original and interesting. I don't know. I really think WandaVision is going to be great and is going to stand the test of time. It's going to age well, too. Yeah. Just it's... because it's so unique. And can be experienced by everyone, you know. But Hawkeye's not really a show that I'm going to be excited to rewatch, you know. So I don't know. I still, I still would be good. I would put, I would give Hawkeye a solid seven out of ten. That's okay. what I would. Yeah. That's, that's what I give Hawkeye. I know seven is right down the middle of the road, honestly. But 
uh, that's right. That's what I give Hawkeye. All right. Yeah. Nice. I, I like Hawkeye. I'm not, I'm not going to argue with a seven. I'll give it like a 7.8. Okay. I liked it more than you did, but yeah, it's not, not the next big thing, but I enjoyed the whole show. I thought every episode got better. I really liked this finale because I felt like everything it was building up to, it delivered on. We got a resolution with Clint and Elena. We got the solidification of Kate and Clint's relationship. We got Kingpin. We got more of him. We got more setup for the Echo Show. We got Clint making it home for Christmas. You know, it just gave me everything I wanted from it. So I'm not disappointed. That's true. Uh, I think I think that does it. If you have any more closing thoughts, I, I think I think that's it. Oh yeah, so, we've uh, we've talked a good amount about this episode. Yes, so. we have. Holy cow, we're at hour and ten right now. It, it'll be edited, but uh, yeah. Let us know what you guys thought of Hawkeye. What you think of the whole show uh, as a whole? Where you would rank it? I saw you were putting out some awesome stuff on the Instagram. What you like from Marvel? Um, so yeah, go follow us on the Instagram multiverse underscore monologues. Um, this will be up on YouTube and. Uh, on Spotify, so you guys can go follow us there, listen to us on there, and uh, I think and yeah, you can review us on Spotify now. So make sure to go yes. give us a, a five star, or or if you don't think we deserve it, give us what what we've earned. So be honest with us. Absolutely, we appreciate your guys's feedback. So uh, for now, this is Ben Rayside. This is Ethan Wetzlaff signing off. We hope you guys have an absolutely fantastic day. <laughs>